searched for months and nothing turned up. Yeah, I find this tough because there's there's a lot of angles you can look at this from. There was only one suspect ever considered. Something horrible happened. You know, somebody knew something and they're just they're not talking. They're not talking. It's just it's just too easy. I mean, like I said, there there is a very slim, slim, slim possibility that he could be fake, and I guess we can't really 100% rule that out. Yeah. There's just this big hole right in the middle of the case that's just there and, and nobody's saying anything. It's crazy. It's time for cross-examination. This is the cross-examination Welcome to Cross Examination. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Shane. Thanks for joining us here on our 12th episode. Thanks for coming back and listening to us. It's been a while. Um, oh, yeah. Too long. Too long. Yes, yes. Uh, today we'll be talking about the hijacking of D.B. Cooper and his subsequent disappearance. Oh, yeah. We'll get to D.B. Cooper in a minute, and that's right. But y'all know who hasn't disappeared? Hmm. Us and our shows on oh, Raving Lunatic yes. Media. And it's time for my favorite part of the show, selling out to ourselves. Yes. So, <laughs> nothing quite Raving like Lunatic talking Media. Talking about ourselves. Oh, there's nothing like it. There honestly isn't. I mean, who wouldn't want to talk about these amazing shows that we have like mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Malady, Case of the Chills, Case Closed when it comes back fairly soon, wink, ooh. wink, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, ooh. Uh, and then obviously you have Cross-Examination, Scott's Rants, and you also have this show that we're about to start talking about, Cold Case Chase. Ooh, so, uh yeah. Oh, and Zodiac Task Force. You never want to forget Zodiac mm-hmm. Task Force. I actually was just editing it right before <laughs> right before we hopped on here. So my brain is just Zodiac'd out right now. There you go. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but real quick, uh, side sidebar about... Uh, uh, uh about cold case chase uh you might be you might be wondering matt well matt this this season's really different you have like this weird story going on <laughs> before and after the 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 actual case what's up with that um i just thought it was something fun to do i really wanted to like kind of get creative with it um i always had intros and and, and outros too uh uh, kind of buffer and and almost I don't want to say make light of the case, but almost have fun because I I like writing. I mean, I wrote the first three episodes of Zodiac Task Force. I mean, that shows you how much I like writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought it would be fun. So obviously, cross examination is in a different universe than that sh- than Cold Case Chase. So, uh, I I guess breaking the fourth wall here but yeah <laughs> so just wanted to make that clear on what what that was because obviously we're almost we're almost five four episodes deep i mean this uh, this week will be the fourth episode yeah. uh which is elisa lamb so yeah but enough about 
about that episode. Let's talk about the episode we're all here for, and that is D.B. Cooper. Uh, And y'all know what? Let's go ahead and let's hop into the case recap. Case recap. Case recap. Case recap. Uh... If you have not checked out the episode, make sure you go do that. Awesome episode, awesome voice actors. We had some new voices. We got some got some new faces coming in for season two. So I was really excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, some fans, some just new faces, and some actual like semi-professional voice actors, which was nice. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and let's hop into this case recap. In November of 1971, a man calling himself Dan Cooper hopped on a plane. As he was on the plane, he called over the flight attendant and passed her a note which told the attendant that he had a bomb. Cooper demanded cash and parachutes when they landed in Washington, which he both received. On an arranged flight to New Mexico, Cooper would jump out of the plane and he was never seen again. Obviously, uh, the police searched for him and he was never found, so obviously never found again. But... Let's go ahead and let's hop into uh, hop into our next little subject here. That's the little case recap. It's been a while since I've done one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> ah, yes. Let's figure out what we uh, find creepy about this case. I'm going to oh, yeah. take the lead on this. Uh, to me, the creepiest part of the episode was just that he disappeared. And I know that's kind of the whole premise of the entire episode but the guy apparently jumped from a plane with one dummy shoot and one real one and was never seen or heard from again i mean not including the thousands of people that were interviewed and taken as serious uh what the heck's the word i'm looking for serious somethings i don't know i'm tired sorry uh, me too. <laughs> it's eleven thirty at night for me. It's probably like what, like uh, nine thirty for you, roughly. Uh, it's eight forty-five, but it was. A long oh yeah, day. I can't really. Yeah, I feel much, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our brains are tired, audience. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, just the just just the fact that he disappeared off of a moving plane, and nobody saw him land. Nobody saw. Or heard from him again. That's that's pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Do you think that if DB Cooper, do you think if that this if this happened nowadays, do you think that whoever DB Cooper was would post about it on TikTok? <laughs> They'd be doing a dance on the way down. <laughs> it have that. It it would have the the little the woman's uh, auto auto voice, and it would go. <laughs> It'd be like, I hijacked a plane, and this is what happened. Crazy story. I am D.B. Cooper. <laughs> he would just, like, load the, uh, the case of money into, like, one of those little money shooters and just, like, make it rain. <laughs> he has a money cannon. <laughs> uh, and then it, plays, uh, then it plays a TikTok song. Plays Stay by Justin Bieber. <laughs> And and uh, the other guy, I always forget the other guy's name. Kid Leroy, Kid Leroy. Uh, but yeah, I think um, I think the creepiest part for me is uh, the just the entire situation that the flight crew found themselves in. And it's not it's not as creepy as it is scary. Because I mean, like if I was in that situation, I think I would be 
absolutely terrified if I was in any of the flight attendants, the captain, anybody. Uh, just being held against their will and, and, and responsible for not only their own safety, yeah. but the safety of the passengers as well. There's just a lot of pressure, and, and it, it, that's just scary to me. Like, I, I would I would full-on break under that pressure and could never do what they did. So they yeah. are definitely way braver than I am. <laughs> yeah. And just, just the fact that none of the passengers knew that that they, they were in danger. Yeah. Like, nobody knew. Like, obviously, like... Years down the line, they suspect that it wasn't really a real bomb and that it was just right. fake. Uh, but even still, like that, the fact that nobody knew is just baffling to me. I mean, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suspects was the word I was looking for earlier. Oh, suspects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we should probably remember that word. Yes. Uh, it's like literally one of the one word we say every single episode <laughs> whether it be cold case chase cross-examination or case closed yes i think yes. the one show we don't say it on is uh is, is case of the chills right oh my god we gotta get uh we'll, i think we'll eventually get layla on for one of these cross-examinations it would yeah. be fun to have her on maybe yeah. for elisa lim maybe for elisa lim. Uh, we'll get her on for that there we go we figured it out guys we'll get her on we'll get her on <laughs> Case closed. Uh, case closed. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I think with what we find creepy out of the way, as well as uh, uh, intro and everything and case recap out of the way, I think it's time. Oh goodness, it's been so long since oh I've had to do gosh. this. Yes, it is. <clears throat> stretch so I don't pull a muscle. Oh yeah, I gotta get ready to dance. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. For the cross-examination. It's time for the cross-examination. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. It's time for that cross-examination. Oh, yeah. Dude, I only pulled, like, three back muscles doing that. Oh, goodness. Um... But yes, yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's hop right into our first question. And it's more of a comment from Leah Love here, uh, who says that she absolutely loves the leverage uh, in this episode. Uh, yeah. Which I, yeah. Yeah, this is, I totally agree with that. It's it's crazy that Cooper just had complete control over the situation from the beginning to the end. I think he just, and the flight, even like the flight crew, like you said earlier, they, they maintained the calm on the plane. But the entire time, it was DB in control. And even though this guy's a criminal, it's kind of admirable to just... That's a long time to keep control of a situation in such a high-stakes scenario. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I think about it, uh, because a lot of people think that the bomb was fake, I almost imagine him doing it like in one of those... Uh, cop shows where the cop like flips open his badge and like puts it away really quickly so they can't see that it's not, like not an actual cop badge. <laughs> like, flips open the case really quickly that was a bomb <laughs> it's like all right dan cooper professional bomb threat <laughs> just opens it up real quick <laughs> and then the flight attendant's just like oh my he must be serious <laughs> i saw i, I saw, saw red it. sticks in there i saw it <laughs> It was with my own eyes that I saw it. <laughs> I, I absolutely love the fact that um, 
when he first handed the flight attendant the note that she thought that he was just hitting on her. I know, that's great. Just, like, dismisses it. Do you think that's the one moment where he, like, lost, like, the leverage and the control where he was like, oh, crap. (laughs) Where he was like, no, uh, hey, you have to read that. You gotta read that. You better read that note. That would be awesome. I would absolutely love that if that was the case where he like actually fumbles really quick. He's like, um, miss, miss. <laughs> read it, read oh, it. Goodness. Read it down. <laughs> Do it down. <laughs> okay. All right. On to our next question. This one comes from Morg Rendition. Oh, always D- love hearing questions from Morg. Yes. Do you guys think DB could have been someone on the inside? Like maybe he worked at the airline or in one of the manufacturing companies. So that's actually cool that he brings that up because I was, when I was doing research for the case, I came across a, uh, some findings that the citizen sleuths found, mm-hmm. uh, citizen sleuths are online. Uh, I guess sleuths, uh, you can find them citizen sleuths.com, I believe, or maybe it's an org at this point. Yeah. Don't haven't really kept up too much with them. <laughs> But um, they found some rare chemicals on Cooper's tie. I couldn't tell you the exact names because they're too hard for me to pronounce. <laughs> um, so these chemicals could also be found in like Boeing's workshops and warehouses, which is very interesting. So it is possible that it could have been an inside job, which I don't know why they would right. do that. I mean, if it was like a publicity thing, you would think that uh, – like they would gain something out of it, which I don't think Boeing or, uh, oh, oh goodness, well, Northwest, Northwest flight, yeah, Northwest sounds right. Sure. Uh, yeah, or I don't think they gained anything either. So that's that's the thing with that. Like, if if it was an inside job, I don't see what the gain was for like for Boeing or Northwest for if, if it was just Cooper trying to sabotage the company, um, then maybe yeah, I could see it. But with the evidence that I saw, it was saying that he would have probably been a, a manager or even like maybe even a higher up at the company, right. which I mean, if you're a higher up at Boeing, I'm assuming that you're getting paid pretty well. So I wouldn't understand Going out of your way to rob your own company, yeah, essentially. Sabotage it. Yeah, sabotage your own company. Uh, but at the same time, I could see like, oh, my life is boring. I want to do something fun. Let me just get on this plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> steal a whole bunch of money. You guys and- dare me to do it? <laughs> dude, dude, he he double dog dared me. I couldn't say no. <laughs> I didn't want to look like I didn't want to look weak at the next office party. I didn't dude. When Jeff from accounting says do something, you do it. <laughs> That's awesome. I I mean, did you what what do you think, Shane? Like could have could you see any of that happening? I could I could see like an airline um, if like like if he was working at the airline and trying to sabotage them and make them look bad, if he had mm. been like disgruntled at some point or or you know fired for something he didn't feel was fair, mm, um, I didn't even think about that. Getting fired that could definitely yeah. be like a grudge against the company. 
Right. For Boeing, I don't yeah. know. Like like you said, I don't see the leverage there for Boeing because even if he got fired from Boeing and Rob's Rob's a plane, like he's not not really making Boeing look bad. He's it's more more on the airline. I feel. Yeah, and I I something I just remembered. It's like I remember in uh, one of the things that he said he says i did i don't have a grudge against you or your airline you were just at the right place at the right time which is he could be lying obviously Uh, he he was almost very clearly lying about the bomb that he had his name so it's possible he could be just like a pathological liar so yeah and not trying to give himself away like like if he was like oh i have a grudge against this airline they could just go back and look and see like okay who have we fired recently can we find yeah, this person exactly. right now? Yeah, because if D.B. Cooper was was anything, he was very smart and he was very, very good at cleaning up after himself. Yes. Very, very good at that. So, yeah. I think to kind of end off that question, Morg, I don't think it was an inside job, but I think it is a possibility, yes. So uh, let's move on to our next and final question. We got three amazing questions for this episode. And our last one here comes from Janonymous. It says, what is the likelihood that D.B. Cooper was, in fact, the shared identity of these different men who confessed later in life? Uh, Talking about Kenneth Christensen, Dwayne Weber, and all the other guys who had deathbed confessions. Uh, Perhaps only the flight heist Perhaps only the flight heist was the only high-profile time that anybody named D.B. Cooper was detached. Maybe there was other incidents by the Coopers that nobody knew about. So, like, almost like it's like a secret society. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we are the Coopers. Right. Like, I, I like that. That would make a cool. That would make a cool uh, show. Yeah. We are the Coopers. The Coopers. Yeah, it's like this, this a- undercover crime syndicate. <laughs> Well, we got our next show. (laughs) Meet the Coopers. Meet the Coopers. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty interesting thought. I can't really speak to the likelihood to this specific case, but this, you know, scenario in general, I think is very probable. Uh, You know, quite a few people stepped forward saying that they were or they knew D.B. Cooper, and maybe some of them were telling the truth, and it was like an an epic staged plane heist. And yeah, you're right. This could be a pretty sweet show or a pretty sweet movie it's oh. oceans do you think they were uh, 747 ocean 11 <laughs> oceans flight 17 <laughs> uh do you think that they were almost doing like a spartacus thing like no i am spartacus no i am spartacus no i am db cooper no i am db cooper <laughs> and then he jumps that would out be of awesome plane. i was db cooper and then they... i was db cooper that would be awesome. What do you think, though? Uh, um, I think that that would be a cool idea. I think that, uh, I think that I it's not too possible because yeah. I feel that authorities would find other situations where there was oh here's another Cooper oh mm-hmm. here's another Cooper oh here's another Cooper, uh, and that that would become almost like an FBI type of crime syndicate family weird. Right, right. 
So I feel like that would be a lot more looked into. Yeah. I mean, hey, you never you never know. I mean, there are a lot of like weird societies out there that are like, we are this, we are that. I mean, take a look at like what happened with like Charles Manson and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, he had a little secret society. There's a whole bunch of them and that we don't even know about. Uh, and I'm not talking about like big like government ones. I'm talking about like little tiny backwoods of 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 Oklahoma ones. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I think it's I think it's not too too likely. Yeah. But you never know. Yep. I think I think uh, I think we're gonna get a text in about uh, 24 to 48 hours when uh, when Lord Hoppenscotch, aka the Rage Master, listens to this episode and goes, "Guys, I have a great idea for a new show. <laughs> it's called Meet the Coopers." <laughs> I expect that text. Yes. Uh. But speaking of uh of people on the server, let's talk about these amazing voice actors that we had on this yes. episode. Like I said, we had some new faces as well as some old familiar ones. Uh and I'm going to also be crediting the uh the intro and outro people as well because they did an awesome job. So, we're going to start off uh obviously I am myself. Uh, it's me, myself, and I solo ride until I die, because I got me for life. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, Halv, he was, uh, Halv was, uh, playing Time Lord, the first Time Lord. We have Ted Hazard, who was playing D.B. Cooper. Go check him out on YouTube. Uh, awesome, awesome animation. Uh, we have Melina Dallastala, um, who played, oh, excuse me, who played Tina Mucklow. We have Layla, who played the FBI agent. We have Donna Joyce, who played Joe Weber. We have uh, we have uh, Rage, who played Dwayne Weber. We have Mr. Shane Carey, who played Kenneth Christensen, and who also played himself. Yes. What? Yes. Dude, know. double role in this I this know. this time. I know. I was in two and places then, at once. I know, I'm so excited. Oh. <laughs> last but not least, we have Time Lord, uh, the second one, played by uh, John DeBenedict. Uh, great job, guys. Amazing, yes, amazing, absolutely. amazing job. This episode turned out so much better than I thought it was uh, because when I first started this, I had just moved for another time and i was like oh great i don't have a great studio and then these voice actors just made it so so much better than it was so yeah uh great job guys and now let's head on to the not final verdict (laughs) good stuff here oh yeah shane do you want to tell them what the not final verdict is so the not final Uh, verdict is when Matt and I either find a really interesting theory that we don't believe or we just make one up because we can't find one that's ridiculous enough. (laughs) And then we present that to you as what happened in the case. And um, mind you, this is not final verdict. So this is just something that we found funny or um, yeah, just an alternate theory that's probably not actually what happened. Oh yeah, it's just funny stuff. We just do this for fun. It's fun to get the creative juices flowing right before we sit down and have a cross exam. <laughs> so Shane, I gotta ask you, man, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? What right. do you got to make me laugh? It's my not final verdict. 
is that this didn't go off quite as well as D.B. Cooper thought it should have. Everything went well and according to plan until he landed. That's when Sasquatch himself came in and kidnapped <laughs> D.B. Cooper, carrying, heap into, carrying him deep into the forest of the Pacific Northwest to become his bride. They spent the $200,000 on their honeymoon. Do you know what that reminds me of? Uh, have you ever seen the video of that guy who said that a Bigfoot <laughs> made love to him? No. <laughs> Maybe it was D.B. Cooper. Video. Is it D.B. Cooper? It was D.B. Cooper. It's D.B. Cooper, yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you that video. If there's any part in that video that's not like... <laughs> and t- like that won't get us like uh, in trouble on, on anywhere definitely gonna put that right about here <laughs> um but it's such a funny video you gotta watch it dude excellent all right what well, about you I'll what do you it, got i'll send it to you excellent. um all right so um we all we all know that my the- my my theories go uh pretty one one dimensional after a little bit <laughs> um but this theory goes pretty big i i'm pretty sure it's at least two dimensional did you blow it wide um, open yeah so we all know that Ted Cruz is not who he says he is. <laughs> um, some think that he may be a lizard person, while others think he is an alien. But me? No, I say no, no, no. You are all thinking way too small. I think that Ted Cruz is Loki. Yes, that is correct. The god of mischief himself, Loki. Nice. How else would you explain how he could be D.B. Cooper, (laughs) the Zodiac, a politician nowadays, and so much more? How would you explain it? Tell me. Tell me. And that explains being a lizard person and an alien. He just shapeshifts to all of them. Exactly. He's Loki. Dude, I'm telling you. Tom Hiddleston, move out of the way. Ted Cruz is actually Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Someone please I need send us f- a picture of of Cruz with the helmet on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Somebody, if anybody has any Photoshop skills, please make Ted Cruz with the Loki helmet on and I'll change my profile pic on everything. To it. <laughs> I will love you long time. Oh my goodness. Oh man. But now that we've had our fun, you know what? Uh, uh, vote, uh, vote in the chat. Uh, who you think has the best theory? Did did Shane have the best theory, or did I have the best theory? Who knows? <laughs> I I really like Shane's. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> My, oh goodness! But now it's time to get serious again. To end this yes. off, let's go ahead and go for final verdict. Final verdict. Final verdict. All right. Do you want to go, or do All you right, want me to Shane. go? Let's uh let's go with you first, buddy. Okay. What you got? Who and why? All right. Who is DB Cooper? I'm going with Dwayne Weber. Um, Ooh. I'm a sucker for the mysteriousness of a deathbed confession. He told his wife that he was Dan Cooper, which she had no idea what that meant. But then she met a friend who was talking about DB Cooper, and then she remembered uh Dwayne talking in his sleep and having nightmares about leaving fingerprints on the aft stairs of a plane and a reference that he had told her a long time ago that he had sustained a knee injury from jumping out of a plane. All of this ties things into a really nice bow for me. 
Um, I know the FBI did some DNA testing on the tie, but that was inconclusive and they didn't have, it, it didn't come out to be Dwayne's, but since the FBI has come forward and said that they can't be sure that the organic matter on the tie actually belonged to Cooper. So I'm going with Dwayne, Dwayne Weber. It's mysterious. It has a few dimensions to it. And I, I think it, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think Dwayne is definitely, if I, if I wasn't, if I didn't have this suspect that I'm about to talk about, I think Dwayne would be mine too. Yeah. Uh, mostly because of everything kind of surrounding that. Um, and he just kind of had the proper motive and everything as well. Right. Just wanting the money and wanting everything. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's one person who might have a bit more to him, and that is Richard Floyd McCoy. Uh, he's definitely the favorite suspect of a lot of people because yeah. he literally did basically the same crime only a little while later. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, with similarities in both hijackings with both of them going under assumed names, both of them handing a stewardess, a note with the phrase, no funny stuff with both of them jumping off the aft stairway and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard for me to choose anybody but him. Right. Um, okay. Also like uh, there, there's been speculation that uh, uh, there, something of McCoy's was flat was found on the plane that DB Cooper jumped out of. Uh, they, they won't release what it is, but uh, they have said that there is something that links him there. Nice. So I think McCoy did it. And I think uh, most others do as well. Yeah. Uh, what do you think though everybody what do you think uh who who was it was it richard floyd mccoy was it uh Dwayne weber kenneth christensen uh was it uh a collective was it an inside job was it uh ted cruz was it bigfoot and db cooper (laughs) (laughs) after they got married they did the the heist over again through time travel (laughs) they talked to ted cruz and had had him time travel with them um but yeah, who do you think it was? Uh, put it up on the Discord server. Let us know. Okay, now but, I have uh, Let's this... go ahead and uh, yeah. If you if you, sorry, oh, you, you you put a picture into my mind of Ted Cruz with Loki's helmet, Bigfoot, and DB Cooper mm-hmm. like jumping through like Rick and Morty portals, going through time <laughs> as like as like a trio. <laughs> Morty. Morty, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't know, Rick. <laughs> I don't know, Rick. <sighs> anyway, we'll let you guys go. Thank anyway. you very much for listening to another episode of Cross Examination. It's great to be back. Uh, next time, we'll be covering the strange case of Amelia Earhart. If you want to have your question read in that episode, get it posted to the Cross Examination section of the Discord. <laughs> baby it's been a while since i've done this speaking of discord you can find that in the description on the discord we have additions to be characters on cold case chase as well as case closed when it eventually comes back we have auditions for zodiac task force as well on there we also have a community of chasers that love talking on solved cases solved cases creepy cases sci-fi as well as the new show zodiac task force they love talking about that too so If you want to become a member, too, and support the podcast and the Raving Lunatic Media server, uh, the link will be in the description. Uh, And I think uh, think that about covers it. 
Uh, so remember to leave a five-star review if you're listening on Apple. Make sure to heart it if you're on Spotify. And do whatever you can to support the podcast because it really, really helps. You might not thank it, but it really, really helps. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time on Cross-Examination. Cross-examination. <laughs> 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 <laughs>